Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm just going to invite you just to stand wherever you are, if you are here. But I just want to lift up this song. It says, We have come into this house, gathering his name to worship him. We have come into this house. Gathering name to worship him. We have come into this house, gathering his name to worship Christ the Lord. Jesus Christ the Lord oh we have come into this house yeah yeah come into this house gathering his name to worship him oh we have Gathering, gathering is there. Oh, to worship Him. Oh, we have come into this house, gathered in His name to worship Christ the Lord. Worship Him. Jesus Christ the Lord oh let's forget about ourselves let's forget about ourselves oh concentrate on him and worship him oh let's forget about, let's forget about concentrate Oh, and worship Him. Oh, oh, let's forget about ourselves. Concentrate on Him and worship Christ the Lord. Worship Him, Jesus Allah, oh, worship him, oh, worship him, Jesus Christ, the Lord, oh, come, let's worship his holy name, let's just worship him, Jesus Christ, the Lord. Hallelujah. Somebody give it up for God. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what you're going through this morning. It doesn't matter what is happening with you this morning. It doesn't matter how intense the situation may be this morning. God is still deserving of our worship. 
He's still deserving of our praise. Come on, tell somebody beside you that God is still the one in control. Come on, tell them. So God is still in control, no matter what the enemy is trying this morning. He's still able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask. Above all that we ever think. Above all that we could ever imagine. He's still God this morning. And so the songwriter said, let's forget about ourselves. Let's concentrate on him and worship him. He's the captain of worship this morning. Hallelujah. And so I just want to encourage you that no matter how hard things are, no matter how the sea may be rough this afternoon, oh, no matter what is happening, no matter what the enemy is coming, look to God who is the author and the finisher of your faith. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody just give it up for God again. Just give him a clap. I don't know, but I don't know if you know, but we're living in perilous times. We're living in a season wherein tomorrow is not sure. The Bible said that tomorrow is appointed unto, uh, it's not appointed unto any man. We don't know about tomorrow. Tomorrow is not sure, but now is sure. Now is sure. Make your calling and election sh sure this morning. Don't let too late be your cry this morning. Hallelujah. This morning I want us, if you can, wherever you are, just to turn your Bibles. Thank you, worship team. Just to turn your Bibles with me to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians 1. And we'll be reading from verse 3 to 14. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. If you found it, just say amen. Ephesians 1, reading from verse 1, from verse 3, rather, to verse 14. And it reads, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blemish, blame before him in love. Verse 5 says, Having predestined us to the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to him himself according to the good pleasure of his will to the praise of the glory of his grace wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved it says in him whom we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace wherein he has abounded towards us in all wisdom and prudence having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he has purposed in himself 
Verse 10 says that in the dispensation of the fullness of time, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, God, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who works all things after the counsel of his own will. Verse 12, it says that we should be, shall be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in him. 13 and last, it says, in whom you also trusted. After that, you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation in whom also after, the, after that you believe you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. There hence a portion of God's Holy Word. We just want to honor it this morning by saying thanks be to God. Father, right now, mighty God, I give myself totally unto you, God. Father, I ask you, God, that even as you, Lord God, work through me or minister through me, oh Father God, that your people will be healed, that your people will be saved, that your people will be impacted, Almighty God. We declare, Lord God, that your word shall go forth, Lord God, with power, with clarity, Almighty God, with might, O Father, with dominion, mighty God. We declare, Lord God, that all hearers shall be shall hear, Almighty God, and all eyes, Lord God, shall see your glory. Have a Father, have your way, as I give myself totally unto you. Amen. Hallelujah. This morning, I want to speak to you briefly on the theme finding my new identity in Christ hallelujah finding my new identity in Christ and so the question is asked who am I and as I minister I want you to even ask yourself this question it is a question that we constantly ask ourselves who am I who am I really and whose am I? It is easy to say that yes, I am Andrew. And I am for my father, which is God. But the question I want to ask also is, are we really portraying the characteristics of God? Are persons really seeing the light in us? This morning, and this morning I want to challenge you. And we want to go through this as brief as possible. The book of Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 6, it says, We are sons and daughters of the Almighty. John, Paul the Apostle says, It says, Tell us, but as many who receive him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. Even those who believed in his name. Even those who believed in his name. We are sons and daughters of God. At least God sees us that way. He sees us as sons. 
He sees us as his own. But how many of us this morning sees God as our father? As our heavenly father this morning. How many of us truly rely on God? You see, it is easy to say one thing, but to live another, it is a totally di different thing. And so in life, in the life that we're living now, that is a challenge. And that's why the Bible says that it is easy for us to say, Lord, Lord. But this morning, we want to really touch on who we are. I want to start it by this. You know, my wife often, she would often ask me this question. She would say, you know, honey, when you look in the mirror, what do you truly see? For quite some time, she has been asking me this question over the years. You know, and I, you know, in my dramatical self at times, I would just say, well, honey, from the day I born, I have been seeing the same person. So I am Andrew. You know, but the real question that we ought to ask ourselves this morning is, when persons look on us, are they seeing sons and daughters of a king are they seeing pretense and it is something that constantly baffles me and that's why the bible tells us that we ought to let our light so shine that we ought to live in constant repentance before god because we never know who is watching and we never know what persons are seeing we never know when the very light that we say that we have, it might just run, just burn out. It is one of my favorite scriptures to let our light so shine before men that they may see our good works and glow. This is how persons come to God. When we as saints of God, Christians, the called out, the chosen, display identities of Christ, display characteristics of Christ, that is how persons come to God. And so Monday to Friday, Monday to Saturday, you know, we display someone else we pretend and we act and i too was guilty of this but when we come into the house of god we put on that facade and we put on that face well this morning i want to ask you the question again who are you and whose are you this morning who are you and whose are you this morning? The book of Ephesians 1 is a very, very profound passage that points to our identity in Christ. Somebody say identity. Ephesians points to our identity 
It speaks to what God has called us out of into. What he has called us into. It's a very profound passage. So here we see Paul addressing the people in Ephesus about our identity in Christ Jesus. Which to me is very critical. Because our true identity is really in Christ. And not what this world depicts of us. Many of us live our life based on what the world expects of us. Based on what the world wants of us. When our true identity really and truly is in Christ. And not what the world says. We must understand that God created us exclusively. And he is the only one that can truly define us. Everything that you get outside of Christ is lies. Everything that you get outside of Christ is the deceit. Everything you get outside of Christ is falsehood. God says, come to me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. First Corinthians 6 says, we were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. What price are we talking about this morning? The Bible says, he was pierced for our transgression. And crush for iniquity. That is a price that God paid. Because of this gift of salvation through His Son, God has given through His Son. Us as Christians should now understand our position. Somebody say position. Come on, say it again. Say position. Us as Christians should understand our position in Christ. When we understand our position in Christ, the enemy can come with all that he wants to come with. He can come with all the tricks and he can come with all the lies. But we will stand rooted in God. Our position is very, very important. I've often said that if you don't stand for something, if you don't take a stand for something, you will fall for absolutely anything. Our position is of very, it is of a very importance in our life. Where do we stand? Is it that we stand in Christ? we stand in the world Christ represents light and the world represents darkness Christ represents light the world represents darkness what do we stand for this morning the enemy is going to come with the lies it's going to come with tricks it's going to come with the deceitful ways the evil agenda, whatever it is, if we stand
stand for Christ. If our position is in Christ, if we are positioned in Christ, we will stand rooted. What do you stand for this morning, saints? People of God, what do you stand for this morning? Is it that you live your life or you take the position of the world? You wake up today and whatever the world ordains of me, I will do it. Because I come in, I, 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 yeah, the Bible said that we were born into sin and we were shaping iniquity. But because of Jesus, because of salvation, we can live a new identity in Christ. So that we ought to look on the things above and not the things below. It said that we ought to keep our eyes fixed, focused upon him. What is our position this morning? And it's not a question that you're going to ask your neighbor. It's a question that you're going to really and truly ask yourself. What am I compromising in my life? Am I compromising the word of God? Am I compromising my position in Christ? What am I doing? What, am I, what kind of bargain am I playing this morning? enemy comes only but to trick some persons think he comes to be a friend no 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 the bible says that the enemy comes to kill to steal and to destroy that is his purpose As also, it is one thing when the enemy comes after you, but it is another thing when you run after the enemy. And many of us, we find ourselves running after the enemy, running after the enemy. If you come looking for trouble, you're going to get it. Hallelujah. So what is our position this morning what is our identity this morning who we are and whose we are this morning hallelujah the world as we see today is filled with darkness the bible says for we have been born into sin and shape and iniquity and as we said the sin that we speak of is um, darkness my last sermon I shared uh, darkness uh, versus uh, the light and Jesus came and he brought light unto us so God says let our light so shine before men when our identity is defined with Christ in it, the enemy can never trick us. We will know our stance. And so many of us are being defeated by the false accusations of the enemy. Many of us constantly tell ourselves that we are nothing when God has called us to royalty 
says that we are prized in his sight. Many of us are struggling and fighting to attain something we already possess through Jesus Christ. We are fighting to get what we say the claims a rich man have. But he's not a Christian. We are fighting to get the things of the world. God says all of those stuff, you, are, you already have it. It's just for you to unlock it. Somebody says unlock it God. We have these things again, the riches. In God, we don't need money. In God, we don't need money. Because persons think that money is everything. Yes, we need it to buy things. But that is not where I don't just want money. I want to earn wealth. I want it through Jesus. I mean, come on. If God can just give me what, is, what, what he says is mine, we don't have to be working and going to the job every day and stuff. I mean, that is good. I don't need the money. So the money doesn't, we don't stop at money. We all have things that we need in this life to cause us to be grounded, to be rooted, to be positioned. And it's not, it doesn't stop at money, people. It doesn't stop at money. We are rich in God's sight. We are rich in God's sight. It says through prayer and supplication, we are to make our requests be made known unto him. There are people now who are struggling to accept the, the very way that they were created. And this is one that baffles me on a daily base. Now growing up, yes I would see it on the television. Man wanting to be a woman, woman wanting to be a man. And you see it on the television you know, males dressing like women. Likewise, females dressing like, 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 like men. But nowadays, it is at your doorsteps. Persons don't want to be whom they were created to be. Our identity, or we have lost our sense of identity. And so, you have all these, what they would call themselves, the alphabets. And you have all of these things happening in our lives now. 
And it is all about our feelings. Our, 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 our identity is not defined by, by our jobs, our relationships, not even our socioeconomic status, not the world, or the things in the world. Our identity should not be defined by our feelings or our emotions. What that means. I cannot wake up this morning and feel like I want to be an animal. God created me as a man. And that is what I will be until that very day that he takes me a man. I can't be born as a man and die as a woman. And so we add and we subtract and we multiply everything about our bodies. We have lost our sense of identity. So the question is asked, who am I? Who am I this morning? Who am I this morning? What is our true identity in Christ? 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed and behold, newness shall come about. The new has come. I'm offering you this morning, saints of God, backsliders, sinners. I am introducing you to a new identity. An identity that represents Christ being the head of your life. An identity which your characteristics, your characters with depicts is. And not the world. When you have accepted Christ in your life. This means you have accepted this new identity in Christ. Somebody say, I'm a new creation. Come on, say it somebody. Say, I am a new creation in Christ. So you are no longer identified by the world. Or rather, you are no longer enslaved by the world or the things of the world. You are identified by God himself. That is when you accept Christ into your life. Hallelujah. And let's talk a little about the importance of not being identified by Christ. The Bible tells us that we are now saints of God. It says this means holiness. It says displaying the characteristics of God. Ephesians 2.19 says, No, therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens 
with the saints and the and, and the household of God. You are now kingdom citizens, kingdom ambassadors, born again believers, people of God, man of God, woman of God. Hallelujah. And so when others sees you, looks on you, they will see God in you. Hallelujah. It says it is no longer the I who live, but the Christ who live in me. The grace and the compassion of God will now be with you through every struggle you face. And that is when you are a saint of God. It says now you are a born again citizen. When you are a saint of God, people, are, people God will fight for you. He will fight your battles for you. When you represent, when you represent God, or when, he rep when God represents your life, or when he's the head of your life, you have a daddy, you have a parent that will fight your battles for you. When you live in the world, the enemy doesn't fight for you. He helps to bash you. He helps to put you down. He helps to trample you. Remember, he comes to kill. Don't think that you can live in the world and be protected by the world. No, no, no. And so when you are a saint of God, holiness is displayed upon you. God will protect you. It says when we are identified God by God, his blessings is now upon us. What are these blessings? It says we must understand that the greatest gift we can ever receive in our life is God himself. Do you believe that this morning? That's the greatest gift. The gift of salvation. That is the greatest gift that we could ever receive. Psalms 1 verse 1 it says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the steps of the wicked. Second Corinthians 9 8 it says, God is able to bless you in abundance. Not the world. Not the things of the world. Not the enemy. All good gifts comes from God. And I'm going to say it again. I said all good gifts comes from God. Everything that you are and you hope to be that is good, it only comes from the heavenly father. Not from man, not from your job, not from this world, but from God. God owes nothing back from us, brothers and sisters. The Bible tells us that he has blessed us with power, love, and a sound mind. God owes nothing from us. 
God is totally transparent about you and your life. Whatever is happening in your life. But what happens is that at times we ignore what he's saying about our life. And so yes, the brothers and the sisters who are discerning. Who, who, who God can speak to. And they hear clearly. And they don't doubt God will come to you and say that is happening to you my brother. And even then at times we're still throw that aside but saints of God I want to tell you that God is very much transparent to you he's a clear God to you hallelujah to be identified by God means to be appreciated somebody say I'm appreciated by God hallelujah John 3, 1, it says, see what great love the Father has lavished on us. That we should be called children of God. God appreciates every good choices we make throughout our life. And even when we mess up, he still appreciates the fact that we want to make it right with him. And that is why I love God. Because God is not like man that is slow to forgive. God is not like man that casts us away and turn our backs, turn his backs against us. God is not like man that has our past sins, our past mistakes, our mess-ups. You're not constantly wallowing in our face. God appreciates us. And so yes, he appreciates the fact that we are human beings. And we do make mistakes. We're not going to get it every time. But he appreciates the fact that we can come to him and say, God... Help me. It's a compassionate God. Hallelujah. A father should never look down on his children. And God doesn't look down on us. Doesn't cause us to feel belittled and low. Hallelujah. Just touch yourself and just said, I am loved by God. Identity in God's in God means you are now saved. The book of 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, it says, If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed and behold, the new has come. John 5, 24, it says, Very truly, I tell you, whoever hears of my word and believes in me, who sent me as eternal life and will not be judged, but has but as crossed over from death to life. But has crossed over from death to life.
when you have accepted God, Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you become a new creation. You are now saved by His grace. The Bible says, by His stripes you are healed. The songwriter says that I am no longer a slave to fear. You don't have to be worrying and wondering and pondering if I am saved. When you are truly saved, you are saved by God. Hallelujah. God's words are true. And his words are sure. Because of the sacrifices that was made on Calvary's cross, we have been saved from sin. We have been saved from death. We have been saved from the enemy. Or hold human natures and the patterns of this world should be vanished. God has prepared the way for us to live good and acceptable lives so that we can assist in the world having a better relationship with him. And as I started out, I tell you that the only way that others will see God is through us. And we, if we as saints, as Christians, as, as, as child of God, does not create that path, does not create that way, does not create that light for others to come to Christ, then many will die not knowing him. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, mighty God. I give you glory. I give you glory. What are some of our possessions in God? What are some of our possessions in God? You know why I love the book of Ephesians? It says, We have been given every spiritual gift. In Christ and that is what Paul is trying to bring about to the people of Ephos that we have been blessed with spiritual giftings it says we are chosen by God himself before the creation of this world to be only and blameless somebody say only and blameless that is what we should be it says we have been given adoptions adoption as sons and daughters of God how many of you know that you are son and daughters of God this morning 
How many of you know that whilst a physical father or the biological father is absent, that you are sons and daughters of God this morning? That you have been adapted into this kingdom? Hallelujah. We have been redeemed by God. So Ephesians 1, 7 to 8, it says that we have been redeemed by God. We have been given wisdom and understanding. God is clear and he is precise in every single thing that he tells us. He is not a man to lie, neither is he the son of man that he should repent. His instructions are sure, they are true, they are clear. We, we were predestined according to God's plans. Hallelujah. We were predestined according to his plans. We are not here by mistake. Stop telling yourself that lie. Stop telling your child, your children that lie. Every single one of us that was created here on earth, that, was, that came into this earth, we were predestined by God. Whether or not mommy and daddy decided that they were going to bring me in, God had a plan for me. Hallelujah. Finally, we have inheritance in God. We have inheritance in God. We have things. We have things in God. God has lined up a lot of stuff that He wants us to walk, a lot of blessings. That he wants us to walk into. All we have to do as saints is to unlock it. Is to come into that place. Is to come up to that level that he wants us to be. We can't stay at the same level and expect that things that God wants to unlock up here is going to unlock. I was meeting with some young persons the other day and I was telling them, that, telling them that every single level is important. Every single level, every single stage in your life is important. Never you take for granted the stage, the level that you're in. What it means then that you have to learn you have to ask God, what are you doing at this level, mighty God? What are you teaching me, Father? What I need to learn, mighty God? What am I not doing right, God? What do I need to correct at this level, God, in order for me to go up into that which you want me to? In order for me to get this thing unlocked, God? Hallelujah. 
So every level is important. But rest assured that we have inheritance in God. Hallelujah. In closing, I just want to read the scriptures. The scripture, the book of Galatians 2.20, it says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer the I who live, but the God, the Christ who live in me. And the life I now live in flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Saints, I know and I know you know many of persons that are struggling with their identity. My young people, I want to talk to you. That is only one true identity, only one real identity that you could ever have. And that is an identity in God. That is a true identity. That is the identity that works. That is the identity that counts. The identity in the world is falsehood. The identity in the world is just tricks and lies. But God is calling us into having a new identity in him, Christ Jesus. One that will unlock blessings. One that will unlock inheritance. One that will unlock the giftings. And so for those of you who are looking to get a new identity, look to Christ. Only his identity matters. Not the world. And too many on a daily basis, you know, we go to and from. And we see so many things and we, we question God and we ask, why you know, why is this going this way? Why is this going that way? Why things seems to be going so a wild? It's because us as a people, and let me speak to our nation, us as a nation, we, as, we have lost our identity in God. We, have a, we as a nation, we have lost the, 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 the fact that God is our head. We have lost the fact that God has spared us Jamaica from so many things. And we take so many things for granted. I want to tell you this morning that God, no matter what you think, that the E is still the author and the finisher of our faith. And so every single man, woman, boy and girl that is looking this afternoon, I want to encourage you to take on this identity of Christ. 
let when others look at you, they see the God in you. They see light. And no trace of darkness. It is impossible. Trust me, it is impossible to live on the borderline. You cannot be living in God and in the world at the same time. If you say that you're in God and you're in Christ, then you have to stay in Christ Jesus. Anything outside of God will automatically defeat the fact that you are in God. You know why? Because God is offering you everything that is good for you. He's offering you the good stuff. But you still choose to go into the world and get it. What that is saying. That somewhere in your mind, somewhere in your agenda, somewhere in your character, somewhere in your identity, you have some level of hope in the things of the world. Automatically, then I'm taking out Christ out of your life. When you say God, people, it is only God. When you say God, people, nothing else matters. When you say God, people, the enemy and his tricks and his lies and his deceit does not matter. You will stay rooted and grounded in God. And so this afternoon, I just want to encourage your saints of God. Just to stand firm, just to stay rooted in God. That whatever is happening in your life, that He will see you through. He will see you through. We're living in this pandemic. We're living in a time when tomorrow is not sure. For the past couple of weeks, I've been just getting messages of persons that I that, that that have been known to me who has passed. Past, past. And so take nothing for granted. Now is the time when we have to keep our eyes, our minds, everything about us so affixed upon God. For he is the captain of our ship now. He is the one that will navigate us. Through this test and through these trials, through everything that we are going through now. You can't even set up or you want to leave the country again and to go and live somewhere else. Because it is everywhere, my brothers and sisters. It is everywhere. God just, the, the enemy just, don't, don't just exists in Jamaica you know the enemy exists everywhere so this is just teaching us that we have to keep ourselves our minds everything about us affixed upon God 
For that is the only thing that counts. That is the only thing that will help. That is the only thing that matters in this day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wherever you are, I'm just going to invite you just to stand on your feet. Hallelujah. Father, we love you. We love you, mighty God. We love you, Jesus. Come on, somebody just tell him, God, I love you. Father, I love you. I love you. Mighty God, times when I, oh, Father God, when I, times when I have forsaken you, mighty God, when I've turned my back against you, Father God, when I fail to look on you, Lord, forgive me, God. Forgive me, Jesus. Father, I was fooled. I was tricked in thinking that the world could have helped. Father, I love you. I love you, Father. You said that you love me with an unconditional love. I love you, God. Come on, say, I love you, God. Come on, somebody say, I love you, Jesus. Father, you, you, you are the great manufacturer. You are the one that can correct our faults, mighty God. You're the one that can fix us, almighty God. You know, Lord God, we make mistakes. And so, Father, I ask you, God, that you will fix us now. Fix our minds. You say, Lord God, that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. You said that our minds, mighty God, Oh, Father God, should be so fixed upon you, Almighty God. So fix us, Jesus. Fix us, Mighty God. Fix us, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm just going to invite you just to stand and just to lift up your hands. And I just feel to pray for every single person that is in this building. No matter what you're going through. You know, there are days when I'm just so overwhelmed with the cares of this life. There are days when I just feel like, and I'm telling you from a human perspective, because we are, we are human beings, right? If there are some human beings in the house this morning, I am a human being and I'm telling you that at times I just feel like to just give up and the pressures and the cares of this life get so overwhelming. But God said that he will never leave us. And I have to keep on reminding myself that there is a God. How many of us constantly remind ourselves that there is a God? That when the situation comes, we say, God, I know that you are real. As a youngster growing up, going through some things that I watched, what I had to tell myself, that God, you are real. God, you are real. The Bible says that once there is life, there is hope. And so, yes, I've been hearing that friends, families, Persons who have been known to me that they are past. But the fact that I am here, I said, God, there is still hope. 
there is still hope, God. There is still a chance of me making a difference. There's still a chance of me changing something about me, God. There's still a chance of me bettering something about me, God. Bettering the situation around me, Jesus. I know it's not easy, saints of God, but I want to tell you, my young people, I want to tell you that your hope can only be in God, in Christ. Not in man. The Bible says that, oh, his strength is made perfect in our weakness. So what that means, it means that in our lowest of low state, God will come in and he will pick us up. So I want to encourage you, my brothers and my sisters, that no matter what is happening now, I know the enemy, he, 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 he thinks that he has a hole. But might I remind you that nothing happens if God does not allow it. I want to say it again, nothing happens if your heavenly father does not allow it so what is happening now now is the time now is a period now is the stage in our life when God is saying that the true believers in me need to be arisen not hearing anybody clap No, no, and I, I, get, I get that. I understand that. Because we're human beings. But what we need to understand as human beings, that in this physical flesh, in this physical body, in this physical mind, especially with this physical, this thought, that we are going to fail without God. That we are nothing without God. And so the very fact that we are still here it simply means that there must be a higher power that there must be God that there must be a king that is navigating our ship that is setting things in order as we go along that is providing for us on a daily basis it doesn't matter how things are looking to the physical highs my brothers it doesn't matter how you're feeling in the physical body, the weary feeling, the lethargic feeling. Oh my God, I said in your weakness, God is strength. God's strength is made perfect. The Bible said that God has said that he has given us the spirit to tread upon serpents and scorpions. He has given us that power to declare things in the atmosphere, to declare change in the atmosphere, to declare change in our very situation. And so now is the time when we have to put our situation there and we stand here and we speak to that situation. Hallelujah.
Now is the time when we have to stand. When we have to stand like never before. Now is the time when we have to look to God. Our identity should be locked in Christ. Everything apart and outside of that is a loss of identity. When you are outside of Christ, you are susceptible to the things of the world. What does the world require? The world requires that you be mad, that you be out of your mind, that you operate like you have no hope. That is what the world requires. And I want to stand here this afternoon or this morning rather to tell you that each and every one of you that is standing right here that you have hope in King Jesus that you have assurance in King Jesus that you have a future in King Jesus hallelujah that you are redeemed in the Lord this morning hallelujah father God we give you glory we give you honor, mighty God, wherever you are, just stand and lift up your hand. Father, we tell you thanks, mighty God, for your hope. Oh, Father God, you say, Lord God, that you have a hope and a future for us, oh God. That you have an expected hand for us, almighty God. Oh, so Lord, even now, even now, mighty God, I put your people before you, God. And I ask you, God, that you will take their situations, God. That you will fix them, oh God. Your word declares, oh God, that we are to cast all our cares upon you, Lord. For you care it for us, oh God. And so even now we cast them upon you, God. We lay them at your feet, almighty God. Daddy Jesus, we say, Lord God, that you will deal with them, God. We declare, Lord God, that when the enemy comes in like a flood, almighty God, that your spirit will raise up a standard within your people, oh God. We declare, Lord God, that you will raise up men and women, Lord God, even in this very congregation, oh God. Oh, Father God, that will be the seers, oh God. That will be the discerners, almighty God. That will see, Lord God, your people, Lord God, who are sinking deep. That will help. That will offer help, almighty God. And so, Father God, we put everything in your hands. For you're the God that sees and knows. You're the God that cares. You're the God that can fix. You're the God that can change. You're the God that can transform, oh God. You are the God that can renew, mighty God. And so we place everything in your hands. And we tell you, thanks, daddy. Thank you, daddy. Come on, somebody, just thank God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, mighty Hallelujah, mighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. May the blessing of God that makes rich and hearts no sorrow be yours today. Hallelujah.